Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf number. Come ideas will start charging us to come in. Right. Be careful. Be careful. Yesterday was. Do they listen to the whole shit? It doesn't say. It doesn't say if they paid attention. There's no. There's no indication of that. Okay. So we left off, we started off yesterday um, at the Amar Reb Shimber Choy on Daf Yud Zayin. And today, is that right? And today is Yud Ches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll do a review. Is that right? Am I off by one? Today's Yud Ches? Maybe I'm off by one. Oh, today's Yud Ches. So yesterday, all right. Today we start by the Mishnah on Yud Ches. And we're starting our right, review okay, from Rabbi Yochanan. Um Rabbi Yochanan. Right. That's it. Okay. So uh, we learned yesterday um, at the, we're on a few lines down on Dafyud Chesam Aleph that Rabbi Yochanan said that there are three places that the Chacham follow the majority in such a way that they treat the majority like a vada, as if it's definitely what happened. So much so that we uh, know that we know that there that she that that this is a real toma, in the sense that we would even take it as a definite. So much so that we'll burn truma, um, we'll bring korbanas if she went into the base of mikdash. All those types of things. So what are those three areas that we do that? So they are only mikor shilyan chaticha. Mikor is the lacha that we just saw here. It happened to have been actually a machlokas, but basically the halacha, the way Rabbi Yochanan stated the halacha, is is that uh, when there, even though the blood is possible to come from from potentially two areas, but we consider that it, um, that it's most likely from the makar, and therefore we treat the woman as a definite nida, and don't ask any, uh, so that we follow. Uh, the rove, since rove damim are coming from the makar, we follow it. We follow, we follow that rove, and we consider her definitely tummy. That's makar. What about the halacha of shilia? Shilia is from uh, the halacha. Talks about of uh, shilia in the house. Shilia is an afterbirth, and the entire house is tummy. And it's not because the shilia is a vlad, but because there is no shilia without a vlad. In other words, the way I understand this is that uh, if there is a full-formed, uh, uh, if, if a woman has a placenta that comes out of her body, that indicates that the, the body was, the, the fetus was formed enough to, to have that. And if it does that, then, then, it was, then it's considered a leda, and the body, the dead body is here somewhere, okay, even if you don't, can't identify it, it doesn't matter, it's uh, developed enough, and there is ancient level of blood, and therefore the house is Tameh, and this means for all Dinam, meaning it's for sure Tameh. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, it could be that that's not the case, that the blood was liquefied, turned, uh, turned, lost its form, even inside the womb, and, um, and therefore it does not make the house Tameh, but we don't assume like Rabbi Shimon, the Tanakam, we're going with the Tanakam. But even Rabbi Shimon, she's, she's Tameh too, anyhow. The woman we're not the talking tummy. about the woman. We're talking about so the, the, the house. I, I know, I know. Thomas Abayas, we're talking about is this is but this that's a, that's a, that's a nice question. This is a dead fetus. That's what no. That's what we the <coughs> din of Shilia is focused on is the Thomas Abayas. Okay, I understand that. But the side question that's not yes. to do with that part. Of it. The woman itself, although even according to according to Rabbi Shimon, she's still Tamil, correct or not? 
I don't know. Oh, okay, that's my question. <coughs> I don't know if she's tummy because it could be if according to him that doesn't qualify as a lady, so she doesn't have a tummy later. So nothing at all. But nothing he, at all. Unless unless some blood comes out. Then that's a different story, this right? Story. Yeah, okay. Right. Anyway, so that is the halacha of Shilya. Then the third one is the halacha of Chaticha. That's if a person, a woman, has a miscarriage, and you and what came out of her body was a hand that is cut. Okay, it's a, but it's a full-formed hand or a full-formed foot. So the mother is Tamealeda, and we're not choshesh that the body was not formed enough because if there's a hand, we can assume that the rest of the body was formed enough. And therefore, it does qualify as a leda. So basically, these yeah. three areas, we took a rove and we treated it as a fact, as a, as a given, mm-hmm. so much so that we gave it a tumavados. Okay. Took us to the Gemara, wanted to know, is this, you mean there's only those cases, no more? Ah, what about the story of the nine stores? Uh, we learned in Abraisa that there are nine stores all selling meat that is slaughtered. One sells meat that is nevela. If you went into one of the stores, you're not sure which store you went into, so then all bets are off, you can say, but if you find a piece of meat in the street, you have a right to assume that it came from the majority, and so much so that you can literally eat it. It's like, a, it's like definite, it's definitely kosher. So, Gemara um, says that's not the same thing. We're talking about Tumah, that's talking about Isser. So, of course, we have this concept in Isurim, but we're not saying Isser over here. We're looking, there's only three cases in Tuma. So the Gemara says, really? But there's a case of nine, the nine stores in a Tuma version. It's talking about a case of nine Tzvardim, Tzvardea is for a frog, that are very similar to a Sheretz that, look, that looks exactly like a frog. It's basically a toad. And the halacha is that, uh, that, if you're, that if they're all together and you touch one of, the, one of them, even though there's nine frogs and you may have touched the nine frogs, more likely than no nine out of ten chances, but uh, it's a uh, That's the regular rule of a suffolk. We look at it as a suffolk of a fifty-fifty. But if uh, if it if it one jumped away and you touched the one that left the group, so then it's called the called the the expression is called the parish miruba parish, and we assume that it is a frog that's what left, and therefore. Um, you are you not be tummy, and that's a din tuma, and we're following the rov as if it's a fact. It's exactly the same thing. So the says that's not exactly the same thing. What Rabbi Yochum was talking about that there are only three places is only three places in tumas nashim tuma of women that we follow the majorities if it's a fact. So the says really that's only three. I can show you another one. What about the statement of Rabbi Shuvan Levi? Rabbi Shuvan Levi says there's a lady who went into the river. She had a miscarriage in the river, and the, we don't know what the miscarriage was because it got carried away by the current of the river. And uh, the Mishnah, I mean, Rabbi Shubin Levi says she has to bring a korban, and that korban can even be eaten because we follow the majority of women. The majority of women, when they have a miscarriage, when they have a, the, uh, that, that there was a, a, re, a real uh, fetus that was formed enough to be chayv. So we're going basar raif, by nashim, by toma, for korbanos, as if it's a badai. So Gemara says, it's true, Rabbi Shuma Levi adds on to it, but what Rabbi Yechon was only talking was uh, in a Mishnah. He wasn't saying that there isn't something, uh, some other cases that might also be that way, that's uh, not mentioned in the Mishnah. He's only saying that there's only three cases in the Mishnah that says it. So Gemara says, really? Yeah, because it seems 
that well, Ravin was discussing Rabbi Shimon Levi's halacha, he says that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina asked the kasha from a certain case, and I don't understand the question, which implies, which we think means that he didn't understand the question because it wasn't a question, it was a proof. If there's a proof from the Mishnah, so then there's a source in the Mishnah to this opinion. So the Gemara says, no, 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 it's not a, it's neither, it's not a proof, not a question, it's nothing, it's not connected. So the bottom line is, there's no proof. Okay. So the question that the Gemara wanted to know is, I understand Rabbi Yochanan is very adamant that there's only three cases in the Mishnah, not more than that, that talk about Tumas Nashim where we follow the majority, and that's it. Meaning, it's coming to exclude some other case, and the question is, what's the other case that he's saying that we don't apply this halach, that we don't assume the rope is in fact, is a given? That's the Gemara's question. What's coming to exclude? If it's coming to exclude a case where there's a rove versus a chazaka on the other side, and then we don't follow the rove so much so, even if we listen to the rove, we don't say it's a definite, we say it's a suffix. And therefore, if, tru- if it touched truma, we're not going to be able to burn the truma because it's all still a suffix. So the Gemara says that, that if that's what Rabbi Yochanan's trying to convey by putting this list and making it a limited list, so then he should have really, I mean, that is already stated elsewhere because the case was, talking about a, a Mishnah, you have a, a young child that's right next to a big, uh, a big thing of dough, and uh, he has dough in his hands, and Rameir says that uh, everything, the, tar, the, dough, the dough is assumed to be tar, and the Chamas say that it's tummy. Why? Because children, you know, they, 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 they hang out, they pick up stuff, they're always into, they're poking all around, and they'll find something that maybe will make them tummy, and uh, therefore there's an assumed status of tama going after the majority of children, and if that's the case, so then the, the dough should become tummy. And what's the Pshan Rameir? So we explained that the Pshan Rameir is because he holds most Tinokos are Metapchim, but there's still a minority that don't do that. There are some, some, some uh, bookworms, you know, that all they do is read. They're not really into, you know, playing outside in the fields. Okay. Like worms are Atomic. Huh? <laughs> worms, right. Um, so I didn't say touch worms. They are a bookworm. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, and uh, this dough has a chazaka of ta'ara so you, you put the chazaka together with the miyat and it's able to over counter the rove that's Rav Meir's Rav Meir's shita okay um, the Rabbanon says no we ignore the miyat as if it's non, non-existent so most kids do this so this is most likely like most kids and if he's most likely most kids so then we got so then rove versus chazaka rove beats the chazaka on this, Rish Lakish says in the name of Oshia, this is a chazaka that so much so, meaning uh, that we're able to even burn the, cha, the, burn the, the truma, meaning we look at it as a tumma vadas, and Rabbi Yochanan says, no, we don't look at it as a tumma vadas. You're not going to be allowed to burn truma in this case, because it's still, even if we follow the majority, we'd still a, a doubt, okay? And we would never burn the truma on this case. It would be considered suffix tumma, basically. So, he said it already, so why do we need Rabbi Yochanan to tell us that there's a list of three and a more, when if his whole goal is to tell us this information, he said it straight up, basically. So the Gemara says, and even though that was not a case of Thomas Nashim, but if it's true there, it's true also by Thomas Nashim, that when Rov is against Chazaka, you don't assume the Rov to the extent that we consider it a bad thing. So it's a different case, it's the Rov of Rav Yudha that he's not that he doesn't follow. It's a Mishnah, 
Mishnah says a woman who has a miscarriage of a, a meaning of something comes out, a mass comes out of her, which is a chaticha, a piece. And uh, the halacha is, is that if, the, if there's coming with blood, so then that makes her tummy because of the blood. If there's no blood that came out, so then we look, uh, then, um, then it's tohar. Rav Yudha says, no, it's still tummy. Comes along Rav Yudha in the name of Shmuel, and he says that Rav Yudha says tummy is only if the chaticha has all four colors in it of the four colors that, that are problematic, in, uh, as we'll soon see in today's daf. But um, if it's um, but if it's any other color, so then even Rabbi Yehuda would say it's tohar, and Rabbi Yochanan says no. If it's one of the four colors, Rabbi Yochanan says then it's tame. Then everyone would say tame because it's it's solid mass of those four colors. We look at it as if it's like basically solidified blood. That's for sure problem. If, however, it's from any of the other colors of blood, so then everybody would say it's tohar. The whole machlokas is where she had some of it come out, and something come out. Nobody got a chance to look at it, or whether it was what color it was. Review this says, but rov is that rov chatichos and rov chatichos are going to be from these four colors of blood, and therefore it's a problem, and therefore it's tuma. And Rabbi Yamun says, no, you can't say basar rov chatichos, and therefore that's not. And Rabbi Yochanan saying that rov. We don't follow. We're not following the sheets reviewed in that. We go to Rachamim, and we don't go Basar Rov Chatichos, um, because they say that, uh, ah, again, Rashi doesn't really explain the reason. Gemara doesn't so this, either. Is the, this is the case of the exclusion of Rabbi Yochanan? This is what Rabbi Yochanan This is what This is a Rov that I'm not following. All the other three cases, I follow the Rov, but the Rov of Rabbi Yudha, that we I go Basar Rov Chatichos, he doesn't take it that far. And my understanding is, is that uh, for a woman to have a, uh, to, uh, a mass come out of her that's not, not a lady, but it's just a solid something that's abnormal enough that you can't say, well, uh-huh. most of those are, you know, a certain color. Yeah. Okay. And that is where we got up to. Well,